the record button has been pressed. So it is time for... Joel's Finding the Flow. Like real philosophical sort of discussions. You know when people get high? <laughs> it's pure Joel. Don't count your fans before they hit. But, hit a flow in the um, I think I'm open I mean, your mind with. I think I'm gonna hit. Finding the flow with Joel Franklin. Hello, everybody. This is Joel. Welcome to Finding the Flow with Joel. Um, if the theme song hadn't welcomed you enough, here I am saying welcome as well. And I am Joel, and I'm trying to find the flow. So um, I am. Lots of stuff has happened to me. Um, I don't know if I had mentioned this before or not. Um, last episode was Evie Green, and I think I didn't. I didn't say much personal stuff at all. And uh, so a lot has happened since the last couple of weeks, which includes uh, UPS, UPS, UPS. Um, I have, uh, I applied there. It was actually the first um, thing I applied to that responded to do a packaging job. Uh, like a, they have a lot of jobs related to handling of packages. It would have been like three to eight in the morning. And I would... Uh, I think I would have been a preloader, which is a person that, you know, takes packages and loads them up into a truck, which can be quite complicated because, you know, you you have a, there's a very specific order that the drivers are looking for. Um, and the reason I know that is because uh, when I went there I uh, and for, for the interview or whatever, there was three other people besides me. And the first thing she asked was, so do any of you know how to drive a stick? And I was like, uh-huh. And, uh, then she said, uh, and then like, does any of you, any of you have any obligations or whatever, you know, and it's like, yeah, my slate's pretty clean. I, I got, you know, I'm open. And, and so, uh, one thing led to another and she had me take a driver's test cause they're looking for part-time drivers. And so I, uh, I took a test late a, a week later or so and, um, did well, very well. And then I ended up going for this six-day training, which is paid at least. Um, they pay me to do it, and they put me in a hotel, which was kind of cool. It was down in New Jersey, uh, about an hour or so, hour and a half away. Um, and so um, I have been through what a kind of a UPS boot camp in some way. I mean, not really. I mean, it's not like I was doing push-ups or anything. But they had an instructor there that was, you know, training us very harshly, yelling at us, making us feel stupid, and trying to instill in us the seriousness of safety and the seriousness of this job and whatnot. So, you know, I, I'm a pretty um, go-along-with-the-whole-show thing. I, I think I would have done well in the military. And, uh, you know, so so I, I'm kind of, you know, this is up my alley. And it's, it's competitive and, uh, you know, rigorous and all that. Um, but all in all, truck drivers get very good benefits. They get into a union and... Uh, 
I think you end up making a decent amount of money. Right off the bat, you make 18 bucks an hour uh, and over time and a half after eight hours a day and almost every day you have you get time and a half. So that, that's kind of nice, you know, though it also means you're working a lot. Um, and uh, you also, I mean, very quickly rise up to a higher wage. Um, like I, I think the max rate is $39 an hour and I think you end up getting that pretty quickly. And over the course of all the overtime and all that, you, you end up making, you know, like 70, 80,000, sometimes even up to a hundred thousand dollars a year, which is hard to believe, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it is true. And so, you know, uh, Sarah likes this. And um, Sarah and I are uh, are doing well. Um, we um, are are uh, have been you know living together for a while now, um, but you know still still very open to whatever room we need, you know, to to figure things out and whatnot. We've been doing counseling and whatnot. Uh, things are going well there, though, you know, we have hiccups here and there, um, which is understandable. Uh, but all in all, it's good. Uh, I've also, um, Uber, you know, after this whole UPS, I've been less, you know, um, like, I, I, I just have a little bit less of a, uh, an, idea of how I'm going to be able to pull off Uber until I really know how this UPS thing is going to turn out. So, so either way, I'm still going to get my TLC license, which is almost, I'm almost ready. I, I just need to get the drug test. And, uh, so I'll have that kind of in my back pocket. Um, but the other thing that was kind of surprised is TaskRabbit. You probably heard of that. I, I, I heard it in, you know, advertisements and whatnot. Uh, TaskRabbit's like a, a good way, like, like people with, skills to do things that you wouldn't even think are jobs really, you know, can get paid to do it through the service through, through like a app. And so things like putting together Ikea furniture was the famous one, you know, is, uh, it's kind of what it's all about, but, uh, you have a whole bunch of skills you, you lay out or, or, I mean, depending on who you are, you, you lay out what skills you have and then, um, people will invite you, but you need to kind of get some experience before people will really invite you. And, um, usually what happens is you do a good job and then people invite you back. So the part that that's not invitation is where people will just post a job. Like someone needs a job done fast. And so they do a certain service where they will put their job out for anybody to kind of claim it. And these things are claimed fast. Uh, the second they they're out, most people, you know, grab them real quick but um, uh, there are some skills like it seems like plumbers. It's good to have some plumbing skills, and uh, I don't I don't know I would really have to do my work to really feel comfortable with plumbing. But um, I don't know maybe it'd be worth making an investment. But either way, so I just had to do an orientation um, over in the the city, and then after that I pretty much was good to go, um, and. Really, if you want work, it's not too hard to find it. I mean, I basically, my first job I did was I, in the city, I was killing time between um, 
hanging out with uh, basically Piper and I were going to go. I was driving Piper um, and we went over to uh, to see um, Jane's in-laws over in upstate New York, which was not too far from where we live. Um, it's kind of on the the west side of the Catskills near Oneonta. And we had a great time. I got to see Jane, my cousin, and and Piper hang out with her for a while. You know, it, it, it's been a while since I've seen them. And Piper is on the podcast. Um, she'll be, I think, three episodes ahead, which will be fun. I have them. I have that many interviews ahead of time, and it's sometimes you know hard to. I mean, I, I think it's been like ten days since my last one was out. So, um, I uh, had a good time over there. I uh, brought all the kids with me, and Sarah did not come, but all the kids were with me, and that was fun. I mean, it was fun to, to – Piper brought her boyfriend, um, which was fun, Izana. He's, he's a really good guy. He, um, I, I should have him on the podcast one of these days. He's, uh, you know, he's right up my alley, sort of um, sensibility, sense of humor. Um, you know, and Piper, too. Like, it's just a modern thing. I, I don't know. They, it's a little hipster-esque kind of sentiment uh mentality I, I don't know what you want to call it sense of of whatever but it, it was fun hanging out with them uh it was a little exhausting with the kids i i was you know i had my little camping um mattress in the car and uh to have all the kids sleep in that was was a little bit of an ordeal um i mean mainly because of when the baby uh, one-year-old, you know, you can't really have much expectations for him, but, uh, I did try to get him to sleep before the other girls and more or less, you know, we had two nights of that and, uh, you know, for more or less I would get him to sleep, but it would take a while, but I would get him to sleep, you know, cause it wasn't his normal crib, you know, so you read to really guarantee he was asleep before he left or else he'd be like getting through, getting into to trouble. So, so I would get him to sleep. So that would take a good a half hour to an hour to of just like constant, like, you know, sleepy time activities. And, and then the girls would usually go to bed later and that would usually end up waking up when, or something would wake him up eventually. And that was kind of a pain in the middle of the night. It's kind of cute. You know, he, he, he'd start climbing around and stuff, but, but it was, you know, not, not, not that fun wanted to kind of sleep but uh i had a really um good time you know uh like i i don't talk to jane very much i mean pretty much not nil um uh i i talked to piper about you know the older older cousins or siblings sometimes there's a little bit of a in, intimidus intimidation or, or never kind of feeling like equals or whatever and you know of course that's all kind of should be something I don't think, but it's just, just kind of one of those remnants, you know, that I have to kind of wipe out of my psyche. Um, but, uh, either way, um, I, I had a very nice talk with Jane. Um, it was, uh, it was, it was, um, you know, long overdue and very, very, uh, you know, I think we were both at a certain maturity that it was, it was, you know, something very cathartic and, and, uh, meaningful to have a conversation with her just one-on-one. 
you know. So uh, either way, that was nice. Um, nice little time to get away. And then uh, it was on to UPS training. But the reason I, I even brought this all up was because of the task rabbit. So, so during the time I was killing time in the city, I was able to get two tasks done. And uh, when you pick up these tasks, um, you know, they can't deny it. Like um, they don't have a choice of who does the job. It's first come, first serve. So I signed up for this one in the city where I helped a person mount their TV to the wall, uh, plus a few other things. And, you know, I mean, I, I felt a little nervous. Like I, I was not like I was a professional, but I knew kind of, I mean, I knew how to do it. So, you know, it was, it was a nice experience. We really went the whole nine yards, get it done. Uh, but these jobs, you know, like when you, when you sign up for those, like they're, they're like in the 50, $60 range per hour. It's pretty, pretty good. Um, pretty good money. Uh, but task rabbit takes a good old chunk of that. So the next morning I didn't know if I was going to have a job, but, um, as they went along, all of a sudden I caught one and it was a, a moving job and I moved the table from, uh, from Manhattan over to Brooklyn and that took, you know, about an hour and a half or so. Um, and it was, it was, you know, kind of exciting and, and it was like 55 bucks an hour, you know, um, pretty good. And then, um, since then I've done a few other jobs, but mainly I've been working with this one family in, uh, in, in Spring Valley, you know, uh, when we did our orientation, the task rabbit said, person said that you know you're not going to get much work outside of the city but you know once they get to know where i am i mean they're they're this person it's funny what they said when they said you know i'm in spring valley which is like four miles from where i live i'm in spring valley and you know before we go too far just like four people have canceled on me because they said it was too far to go you know because most of the people doing these jobs are from the city uh and i was like oh well guess what you, it's perfect for me because you live only four miles away, you know. So I've been doing, um, I've been hanging some uh, light fixtures for her, also helped her parents um, do a few things, mostly light fixture related. Um, but, you know, bang, bang, knocking it out, um, you know, with a little bit of free time here and there, uh, making 30 bucks an hour. So, you know, it's just, it's just good to good fun and and you know for anybody that's interested that's i don't know around some major urban area or i, I don't know I, I don't know where it's expanding to but just check out taz grab and see if it worked for you because that's it's pretty nice it's uh it's a cool service um so uh so anyways yeah so i had that nice camping time UPS is coming along. If I become a UPS driver, it's it's looking pretty good. Sarah really likes the idea of a UPS driver, though at first she was a little nervous about it. Things are going well, and uh, and yeah, I can't complain too much. So, um, without further ado, uh, my guest today is uh, Lisa Johnson. John. Lisa Johnson, and uh, she is a very nice lady. She's um, um, she has a very nice voice, and always uh, has something interesting to talk about. You know, she has her own quirks. She's she's quirkiness, and you know, she's her her memory is not what it used to be, and she's starting to get a little bit more like 
the way she talks is a little bit more unhinged, a little bit less, um, what can you say, a uh, uh, little bit less reserved, you know. Um, and uh, it was it was delightful to talk to her, you know. Um, I actually wasn't didn't have a plan to do that, but then Sarah said she was talking to her uh, during during dinner, and she just really, you know, enjoyed her conversation with Lisa because Lisa sometimes she'll like pop out with these just really um, insightful stories or just very interesting, and uh, I think there's a lot of interesting things in it, you know. I think some of it's a little almost on the verge of silly. But um, for the most part, it, it, it was a it was a nice conversation, and I had a nice time. Um, so I guess I guess that's that. I uh, uh, there'll be there'll be a lot more coming in the future. Um, so yeah, I got three interviews lined up, so at least three more episodes before this possibly dies away into non-existence. Or this might just keep on going and going. This might be my real future. Who knows? <laughs> All right, but either way, I hope you enjoy my interview with Lisa Johnson. All right, I have Lisa Johnson with me in studio, and we are going to talk about her life. This is your life with Lisa Johnson. Yes. How are you doing, my honey? I loved my life. Why, why they, did you love your life? I mean, what did you live through? They threw me in the ocean. What? When I was a little baby. How old? Three years old. Three years old. In Wulstorf, Deutschland. Wulstorf, Germany. Right. Was that the ocean in the northern Germany? Exactly. The North Sea? Straight across from Bremerhaven, Deutschland. Is that the town of Bremen? And <coughs> what I learned there is what they did with the Jews. And I'll never forget it as long as I live. Is that um, they put them in a huge gated property, totally naked, and then they stormed all of their businesses. Wherever they could find it, they would have Glasnacht. What's that? Break in. They would break into the house. Destroy the businesses. How did it feel and to be on the side of people that could treat someone that way? You were just a girl. Yes. Did you think your parents and were very bad? No, they were wonderful. My parents had a little, there was a little girl. My grandfather was the millionaire and he had a nurse working for him. And... The nurse had a little child, was that and you? she would go shopping, yes. And as she passed this horrible, hideous camp 
She screamed loud and wildly and threw the bag of food in her hand over the fence to these poor defenseless people that had nothing to eat. It's unbelievable. And my mother said, you can't blame it on Hitler. He was just a stupid artist. He was just a decoy. It was the government that did that to the Jewish people. And that did something to my life. And one of the children used to come to visit us. And his name was Alex. And he was so wonderful. I like how you said so. I'll never forget him. He, you, um, so, so, I mean, this was, what, the 40s? Well, we were married in 1948. 1948? How old are you, Lisa? I am going to be 93 on January 8th of next year. 2017. So you were born in 1925. 24. 24. Yeah, 1924. 93. Did you ever think you would be this old? I never thought so. The children threw me in this place. Do you like this place? And this place turned out to be my heaven. Uh It is so beautiful here. The people are so good to you. They take such good care of you. They love you. That's great, Lisa. With a passion. With with a um, a kiss and a peck, and a hug around the neck. Exactly. So, um, you you do like your time here. Did how, how long have you been wheelchair bound? Uh, I woke up one morning, and God was talking to me. He said, "I am going to make you blind." And I'm going to take away your talent for walking. And so I said to God, why? And his answer was very simple. Ha. Ha. He's laughing. Ha. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, do and you think he, that he's just he's just giving you a tease before you join him in heaven. He made Jesus walk to the cross. Jesus had to carry his own cross. And then he hung him 
on the cross. First he put a nail through his right hand, then he put a nail through his left hand, and then, they and put, then it he put it through his ankles. And that was the start of getting to know God. <laughs> so God is not all peaches and cream. He's not all wine and roses. No. He seems to be a God of suffering. Exactly as we know from Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So do you think that your legs are your burden to bear, your cross to bear? At the moment, I firmly believe that. Did you say you're blind? I can't see. I have lost my eyesight. I can't walk. I have a wonderful wheelchair. So I am rather happy about that. So, I mean, you seem to find a lot of, lot of uh, you know, happiness in this situation. And that's good. You seem yeah. to be very peaceful. And you talk very beautifully. You have a way about you, Lisa. Ah. But you're from Germany. How long have you been in Germany? Because you hardly have an accent. You're the only German I know that has no accent whatsoever. When we had our children, we made them finish high school and college so they would be well educated before we let them go into life and become something. And that was Fritzy. And June. And June. And they were happy. Two girls. Their whole life. Yeah, two beautiful girls. We were never lucky enough to have a son, doctor. Doctor told you to stop? To just keep on having fun. <laughs> and not to adopt from an orphanage. We would get the worst kid from the orphanage. And it worked out beautifully. We were very happy very happy souls, yes. So where did you live in America? In America. We first lived in Jersey City. <clears throat> Jersey City. Which had a high side to it, going all the way up to the sky. And I, they took a picture of me sitting on the top with a bowl of food in my lap, enjoying my new country, new which Jersey. we love. Yes, Jersey City, New Jersey. So what did you end up doing as a job? Well, when I went for a job, I thought, oh boy, I didn't have my birth certificate, and I thought, they're going to have the Hitler cross all over it. But guess what? It didn't. I was very lucky. And if you look at the Hitler cross... The swastika? The swastika goes one way and another way, the <coughs> other way. So I was just lucky it didn't have it all over my birth certificate. And I was able to get a job. But being I was born in Germany, it, of course, was a very 
ordinary job. My father got me into the company that hired him, and that was the Colgate Palmolive Peat Company. The play, uh, they make lots of stuff. They, they make cleaning supplies and uh, toothpaste, paint. and they were absolutely wonderful. Were you a secretary? Yeah. What kind? But of I was hired to carry mail, which turned out to be wonderful. I learned what the place looked like all over. And they had the company on one side, and then they had a tunnel that all the people could walk through to have their meals so they wouldn't get wet uh-huh. on a rainy day. Oh. Does it go under a street or a It went from the Colgate Company, and it was in the middle of the company, and you walked through, and you could have your dinner there. You could have your food there. It was the most wonderful company in the world. Colgate Palmolive Pete. <laughs> I loved it. That's the end of the name. Col- Colgate Palmolive Pete? Company. Oh, there was a Pete at the end. Yeah. Oh, I <clears throat> so how long were you with them? I was with them. Hmm. First, I carried mail, and I learned all of the places that belonged to it. And then they made me go to school to become a secretary. And that was even better because I was someone very special. And I went from the big company on one side in was it Hoboken or was it Joycey City I don't remember for sure that's okay but in the middle of the building I went through this tunnel that they had built from one part of the company to the other where everybody had their dinner and ate and had wonderful conversations together, together, together. And you were there for multiple, 20, 30, 40 years? Um, not really. You started having kids? My, uh, yeah. And that, and then you took care of them? I had a date with my husband's cousin. <laughs> Only the face that showed up, I never saw before. So I just made believe it was his cousin. And the son of a gun turned out, in the end, to be my husband. He took me to the dances he went to. He was six feet tall, and I was a son of a gun. I wore four-inch heels, <laughs> but I got, I didn't wear the spikes. I got wide shoes. I yeah. mean, shoes with wide heels. That makes sense. To, to have your heels so And wide. he explained uh, about 
his dancing partner. He had asked her out, and she had looked up at him, and she said, Oh, oh, my dear boy, um, do you have a college education? And he said, I looked at her, and I said, No, I put it aside because the war was so terrible. And she said, Well, I'm sorry, but I won't be able to date you. And he said, Why? And she said, Well, she said, I don't have a college education, but I won't marry a man that doesn't have one. He said, Why? She said, well, because I don't want to. So he said, oh, so, so okay. So he got his sights on you. Yeah, and he married Lisa. And Lisa, spelled backwards, spells donkey. What? <laughs> Lisa spelled backwards as a seal. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Lisa... Yeah. You ha- had lurked with Colgate Palmolive. You were a secretary. Yeah. You, had, you met your husband. You had children, two daughters, beautiful daughters. You had fun. Yeah. You um, now moved here. Your daughters had you move here. And and now you you have no legs and no sight. Right. And uh, God had told you that this was your burden to bear. Yes. And now... Where do you find happiness? What is your things? What do you do during the day? What do I do during the day? During the day, I relive the wonderful life I had from the very beginning, from when they tied a string around the little baby and threw her in the ocean in Wulstorf. That's where I learned to swim. And we have belonged to the YMCA ever since. And so, so um, do you love life? I love it. I think it's absolutely wonderful. Do you get enough time in bed and, uh, and get enough rest? Absolutely. Do you um, feel, feel good about the weather? Do you get outside? I usually go along with everything that happens to me but if I'm unhappy about something then I holler uh, I, I, I know about that you really yeah. wake me up <laughs> and, and when you get upset about something I mean like little things like your curtains how do you like your new room I love it I'm having a very hard time adjusting to being with two people in one room but I am going to make it I am definitely going to make it it's your your life and it's your battle and you're doing fine right (laughs) ho ho do you know Mariana well I sometimes just listen to her sometimes she gets up in the middle of the night and does things like she will um, start to sing or she will um, get up and roam around the room. And that's when I sit up 
And if she starts to get in bed with me, I'll just tell her, oh, this is my side of the room. Would you mind going back to your side of the room? And she's just a whole lot of fun. <laughs> she really is. That's great. I'm glad you feel that way. Um, so so you, you told me what you did dur- do during the day. You told me what it, how you ended up here. Now you're 93. You're about to be 94. Yeah. And uh, what do you feel like? Any, any words of wisdom that you could come from a girl like you? Any words of wisdom are if you meet a stranger at the door, take the stranger in your house and introduce him as his cousin. And then he will take you to the dances that he used to go to and make sure that you wear shoes to make you as tall as he is and then as your life progresses from 1948 which is the day you were married when you went to pick up your wedding dress You went into the store and you said, Oh, I love that white eyelet dressed in the window. And he said, Just a minute, please, my dear girl. He went to the window, got out the dress. He said, Let's try it on. And that is the dress I wore as I walked down the aisle and of course I thought uh oh am I doing the right thing and it turned out I was lucky because he fought in one war he was he had to go to be examined he was drafted with five of his friends and they all failed the test, and they could have stayed out of the war. But that wasn't up their alley. The six of them went to the Navy. The Navy doesn't give any tests, and they all joined the Navy. So at our wedding, he had a table for five of his friends, who had not married, and they enjoyed our wedding. Hmm, very interesting. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you've had an interesting life, Lisa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, so any last words? Any last words? Any last words, my darling? For some reason, we always lived near... Jews, and I think they are so wonderful. What a bunch of wonderful people. What they have had to put up with around the world. 
is unbelievable. Indeed. And there's nothing you can do about it. They they are so strict with their children getting a perfect education and they do things that are so wonderful and I loved it. We always lived near them and in North Bergen, New Jersey, it was actually a mountainside and an Indian chief lived around the corner and his daughter and son walked straight up the hill to the top every day. They were tall and skinny and red faces and they were so wonderful. Now, Lisa. Yeah. You talk like in a mysterious way. Yeah. Like it's like you're a storyteller. Yeah. Now, um, Lisa, uh, can you say anything? What would you say to Fritzy if she were here? If Fritzy were here right now, I would say to Fritzy, sweetheart, did you enjoy your life at home? And Fritzy would say to me, Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to June? And to June, I would say, Are you happy in your home? And June would say, Huh? <laughs> yeah, and they're busy, huh? They're rather busy. Busy. Now, what about your husband? Did he pass? Yes, in um, 1990. What did he pass from? In 1990, my mother and I were sitting. She, we had her move in with us instead of living upstairs in the attic. And she was sitting on the bed with me as they took Charlie out. My father was the only one in a grave, in a coffin, and we all put our ashes in his grave. And I remember the minister taking me there, and he said, I want to show you something. Come with me, my little girl. And he took me by the hand. He said, give me your hand. And he put it on the face of the corpse. He said, I want you to know what death is. He said, you're going to have a lot of experiences with it. Uh, what's your middle name, Lisa? Wilma. Wilma. Because my mommy wanted to name me Wilomina <laughs> and nobody would let her. Uh, That's how she came to so, name me. So it's been 26 years since your husband passed. Yes. And your daughters have been helping you out. Did you live by yourself um, for a while? We had a lot of experiences. What do you think of the children <coughs> at this place? Oh... I don't think that they could get a better education yeah. than here. 
It's wonderful. So, but what did you moved here how many years ago? 16 going on 17. <laughs> I am 17 going on 18. Exactly. <laughs> um okay, last words, Lisa, last words. Yes. Just say some last words. I am so proud to have been Lisa Wilma. W. Janssen. If you're a Janssen, they take the papa's first name and add it to the son. And that's how I became Johnson. Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have a good afternoon and try to get some rest, Lisa. I shall. Thank you so much. I love you. And I love you, a bushel and a peck. And I'm going all to heck. Uh-huh.